This is banned in PDX. Hey, my name's Kate Kay. I'm a reporter here in Portland, and one thing I focus a lot of my work on is the impact of technology on people, on our lives and society. The thing is, unlike a lot of places, Portland government actually recognizes the need for policy that not only addresses the benefits and risks of technology today, but at least tries to plan for the future. Okay, I mean, anybody who's ever followed government regulation of tech or data use, especially in the U.S., knows that government simply does not and often simply cannot keep up with tech advancements that move so much more rapidly than government ever could. But Portland, at least, does seem to be trying. So I've been watching pretty closely. And that brings me to this podcast. Band in PDX is a home base for my reporting on Portland's proposed facial recognition ban. You know, it could be a big deal. It could be the most groundbreaking prohibition on facial recognition anywhere. So if you want to keep up with the latest and maybe get some background and context, Band in PDX is the place. So before we delve into how facial recognition is used here in Portland today, how about a little history? Portland has been at this facial recognition ban thing for a while. So it was sometime in the spring of 2019 when I met with a city staffer involved in developing the city's tech and data policy. We met for coffee, and I'd been in touch with a totally separate story that had nothing to do with facial recognition, but right about that time, anybody thinking about artificial intelligence or data privacy or surveillance and all that Orwellian tech stuff, a lot of us were thinking about San Francisco. The city had just banned facial recognition use by city government. This was San Francisco, you know, home to move fast, break things, Silicon Valley, home to AI's academic elite at Stanford University. The city had just become the first city to say no to a form of technology that countless companies had invested resources and money in developing. And at the time, the U.S. was in the middle of what venture capitalists and technologists were calling an AI race with China. Already, China is a heavy user of state surveillance tech. And here was the biggest city in U.S. tech putting serious restrictions on an emerging yet extremely controversial form of technology. So that's the backdrop. My source told me he'd just met with Portland City Council Commissioner Joanne Hardesty. Hardesty had recently been elected the first ever African-American woman to sit on Portland City Council. You know, she's a civil rights and human rights activist from way back. And it turns out she had something to say about facial recognition. She wanted a ban. With the relative hype around San Francisco and the increasing civil liberties and human rights concerns fueled by research showing facial recognition algorithms were just plain inaccurate when trying to detect faces of people with dark skin, it made sense. About a month or so later, in June 2019, the city passed a privacy resolution. Okay, okay, I know it sounds boring, but, but stick with me here. 
The idea was to agree upon a foundation of principles to guide Portland's tech and data decisions. And, you know, this thing wasn't just about privacy. Portland's policy, it it really stood out because it incorporated these other important themes that a lot of the people in the worlds of data and tech ethics were really thinking about. Themes of equity, transparency, accountability, and non-discrimination. Already, the city had established an advisory group called Smart City PDX. The group was created to help the city develop tech and data policy that takes into consideration the impact of tech on vulnerable communities especially. It was that group that oversaw drafting of the privacy resolution, and it's that same group today that has overseen drafting of the city's facial recognition ordinances. So like I said, this isn't just some rush to outlaw. The seeds were planted many, many months ago. So I reported on that privacy resolution back in June of 2019 for GeekWire. And at the time, I was on the lookout for it to set the stage for a facial recognition ban. It did. It called on Portland city government to come up with ways to evaluate the impacts of technologies that use AI. And yeah, one of the people guiding the drafting of that resolution, Portland's open data coordinator at Smart City PDX, his name's Hector Dominguez, he told me this, quote, city use of facial recognition technologies is likely going to be an early policy conversation given recent media attention, community concerns, and related policies moving forward in other cities. So that's a little context, a little history for you. Time to move on to the latest episode. This one's about how a convenience store chain right here in Portland is using facial recognition created by four former St. Louis cops. This is Banned in PDX. Overnights, every night, customers and workers at three Jackson's convenience store locations here in Portland are told to look into a facial recognition camera. The doors won't unlock to let them in unless they do. Please look at camera for entry. One female worker at the Jackson store on Southeast Grand Avenue in Portland in February said the system won't let her in until she takes off her glasses. And another worker said sometimes he has to move around until the system finally notices him, then unlocks the door. Jackson's workers said they could be fired if they talked to the media about the facial recognition technology. Whether it's the tiny bodega on the corner or the department store at the mall, people steal stuff from stores. So in the hopes of preventing theft, Jackson's Food Stores, a chain with more than 15 locations in and around Portland, decided to guard entrances to some of those stores with a facial recognition system. Uh, so what our, our system does is, uh, at a certain time of night, they, turn their, they flip the switch and the locks close the door. The camera, and there's a, there's a camera and a speaker and a light outside. When the, when the camera senses motion, the speaker kicks off. But simple instruction uh, in certain retail cases, they, uh, they say, please look at camera for entry. That's Gabe Keithley. He co-founded Blue Line Technology, 
They're a small St. Louis area tech firm that makes the facial recognition system used at the Jackson stores in Portland and two stores in Tacoma, Washington. As the name indicates, along with Blue Line's three other founders, Keith Lee's background is in law enforcement. The former police had a simple idea. If they could prevent people wearing masks from trying to get into stores, they might be able to prevent store robberies. The group of guys and current founders of, of my company, we are all retired St. Louis uh, policemen. And the robberies that were going on at convenience stores and different retail applications is growing every year. And they're usually done between certain hours of night. And most oftentimes they're being committed by somebody, someone who has a mask on their face. They don't want to, they don't want to be seen. They want to commit their crime and get out. It is not clear whether the system is really working as intended during the pandemic when many people are wearing masks, preventing them from passing through the system. A Jackson's spokesperson said it has advised its stores to use a buzzer to unlock the doors for people wearing masks to protect against COVID-19. A lot of facial recognition systems are used to identify people. They take a photo or video image of someone's face, then sift through a database of face images looking for a match. But that's not how the Blue Line system at Jackson stores works. The system doesn't identify anyone because it doesn't tap into any information that could identify who those faces belong to. When would-be customers look up at these cameras, they capture their facial images. Then the system checks to see if there's a match to anyone who is not allowed to enter Jackson's stores. Please look at camera for entry. Of course, facial recognition technology is controversial for a variety of reasons. Studies have shown facial recognition algorithms are far less likely to be accurate when attempting to detect the faces of just about anyone who is not a white male. Civil liberties advocates worry use of these systems could enable an overreaching police state fueled by ubiquitous surveillance that works in real time. There are concerns that the biometric data used in these systems will be stored indefinitely, shared, leaked, or sold. Portland City Council Commissioner Joanne Hardesty is an avid supporter of a proposal that would ban facial recognition use in Portland by city bureaus and by many private entities, including retailers like Jackson's. I spoke with Commissioner Hardesty in April about facial recognition at Jackson's. If you are uh, billing yourself uh, as a convenience store, collecting my biometric data should not be a price that I pay to come in and spend my money. You are providing a community service, and that community service should not uh, uh, make me give up my rights to my privacy and my own biometrics data. Um, And quite frankly, I mean, I would want to talk to people who have been excluded to find out why they have been excluded and what they were told when the door didn't turn green to let them in. Jackson's first began using Blue Line's facial recognition at its store on Southeast Grand Avenue in late 2018. And by September 2019, Jackson's had set up the system at two more stores here, both on Northeast Broadway. 
It also uses Blue Line at two stores in Tacoma. But here's the thing. Despite the fact that countless customers and workers must pass through the facial recognition system each time they want to buy a pack of gum or just pay for gas or even just get to work, Jackson's has banned only two people from its stores, and only one of them is alleged to have stolen from Jackson's here in Portland. The other is in Tacoma. The retailer won't say who these people are or exactly what they did to warrant banishment. A Jackson spokesperson did tell me that both committed the alleged crimes in the summer of 2019. A St. Louis startup says it has developed a tool to stop would-be robbers in their tracks. St. Louis area CBS affiliate KMOV4 reported last year that the Blue Line system stopped would-be thieves in Washington state. And these masked men in Washington state never even made it through the front door. The report shows two masked men looking up at the camera, then leaving quickly when they're blocked from entry. So what happens to all that face image data of people captured by the facial recognition cameras at Jackson's? Both Jackson's and Blue Line say the data is not accessible online. It is not stored on third-party servers or in some giant cloud storage system somewhere. Rather, it is kept in a database stored at Jackson's headquarters in Idaho. And unless someone is accused of theft or some other store violation, the data is purged after 48 hours. Jackson's devised its own policy for determining how someone is entered into its facial recognition system. According to Jackson's company policy, before anyone is banned from its stores and entered into the system, the store must file a police report regarding the incident. And then after a police report is filed, corporate staff reviews store security video footage to, quote, verify beyond a doubt that a crime has occurred. But in order for somebody to be banned from the facial recognition system, the company's policy does not require that the person accused of a crime is found guilty in a court of law. Here's Keith Lee from Blue Line again. But most importantly, we don't sell our systems with any data. So the end user creates their own data, creates their own post process and policy around it. And, uh, you know, they have their legal teams and uh, they really look through what they can and can't do and how they should, uh, like Jackson does, what the process has to be to enter somebody into their system. One overnight employee at the Jacksons on Southeast Grand Avenue called the facial recognition system a good psychological deterrent. He suggested it could prevent some theft. But that same employee said the process required to make note that someone captured by the cameras might have stolen something to start that whole process with the police report and everything. He said sometimes it's just too burdensome to keep up with when he's dealing with a rush of customers. So will Portland ban facial recognition use at his Jackson store on Portland's east side? Keep up with the latest on Portland's proposed ban, which could be the first anywhere to stop facial recognition in stores and other privately owned spaces. Learn how Amazon fought Portland's ban proposal and get details on what it would and wouldn't stop 
Subscribe to X-Ray's Band in PDX podcast on Apple or other places you get your podcasts, or look for it at xraypod.com. For X-Ray.fm, I'm Kate Kay. Thank you.